Welcome to another episode of Thoughts of a Trillionaire. It is 9.51 a.m. on October the 5th, a Monday. Very interesting day, once again, as always, because the days we live are interesting. (laughs) Whether that is a good or bad thing, it doesn't really matter. The fact is that we are privileged to live today. We are privileged to be alive right now. Um, And you are listening to this right now for some odd reason. (laughs) Oh, gosh. It really is an interesting time to be alive. Um, For a number of reasons that will be more and more apparent as we go through our lives through this generation, through this century. Um, But right now, we're going to talk about more about this topic of of, of, uh, spirituality, of science, of awakening if you will. So, interesting thing happened. I learned a lot the last couple of weeks, the last couple of days, the last couple of hours and minutes, <laughs> um, which is always a good sign, I think, as you're on this journey of learning, of lessons, and so much more. Outside walking again, it's a very beautiful day. See a red tree, it's very nice. But anyways, <laughs> I was listening to a um, Sam Harris podcast. Um, on this app called Awake uh, or Waking Up with Sam Harris. It's a meditation app where he helps you, you know, um, go through meditation. Just, oops, excuse me, a little burp there. He helps you get into the idea of meditation, of the importance of the uh, feelings. And, oh, I forgot my, my freaking mic wasn't even in. I'm going to keep that in, though, because that's the is series of of mistakes and (laughs) and uh imperfections (laughs) i hope you heard that um you probably did because this google pixel actually has a pretty good mic but um this much this probably sounds a lot better anyways i was listening to a podcast um by sam harris on his app waking up Uh, he was talking with the gentleman by the name of adi ashanti I'm not sure if that's his real name or not, but it doesn't really matter. <laughs> uh, they were saying some interesting things. You know, they were speaking about uh, this idea of awakening, which is a concept that my beautiful, beautiful, amazing, powerful <laughs> partner and uh, soulmate, my wifey, she introduced to me a couple uh, weeks ago, you know, um, as she was going through her journey of awakening, of meditation. And it is so interesting. Oh, no, they cut down the tree. Dang. It was really beautiful, just copes of trees right here, like a line of trees going down the sidewalk, and they, they cut it. How unfortunate. But, um, yeah, she, she was the one that introduced me to this idea of awakening, right? And it sounded so woo-woo. I'm not going to lie. Like, I really love, I really love her, and she is an amazing person. And she's so wise, like, (laughs) Um, but as always, you know, when you're with your partner, you don't always listen to them. I don't always listen to her. She doesn't always listen to me, (laughs) even when we should. And, um, you know, I'm going to be real right now or during that whole kind of spiritual journey, right? Sounded so crazy to me. And, um... It just sounded ridiculous, right? <laughs> this idea of spirituality and, and waking up. This idea of getting into a altered mind state that 
allows you to see this other world, this other plane of existence, blah, 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 right? It just sounded absolutely ridiculous. Um, but I kept an open mind because when you love someone, that's what you do, you know? Keep an open mind. You hear them out. You trust them. You trust that they, they're not crazy. Um, or maybe you're both crazy. It doesn't really matter. You're crazy in love, so hey. <laughs> but the point is that, you know, I kept an open mind. I, I um, kept listening to her. That's an important part of any relationship, I think, uh, whether it's with yourself or with other people, is that you have to listen to what's out there, to what's being said, what's being felt, what's being sent to you. You know, it's it's a matter of beyond simply, you know, what you hear. It's a matter of what you feel a lot of the time. So I listened to her, you know, and I felt that she really, really was on to something. At least she thought she was on to something. And some, somewhere deep inside, I, I thought so, too. You know, even though it sounded absolutely bonkers, as the, the British say. But um, I kept listening and I, I, I you know, I went with her. I followed her along this journey, I, or rather I followed my own journey um, based on what she said, based on uh, the things she, were te- she was telling me. And now, weeks later, really days later from when I awakened or began my awakening process, uh, I hear this Sam Harris podcast with people who are completely unrelated, who are completely, I'm not going to say non-spiritual because they are spiritual and i'm not sure if sam harris is to be honest with you but <laughs> this adi ashanti dude he definitely is spiritual um but they're not religious you know they're completely un- unaffiliated with any of us and um my girlfriend i hate that word it's so ugh. my soon-to-be wife <laughs> uh she doesn't like sam harris for a number of reasons well not like she doesn't like him but she's wary of him and I understand why, but we're going to talk about that in another episode. Um, but she ha- doesn't listen to this dude, like, at all, right? And so the fact that they, on this podcast that just released today, or was it today or yesterday, one of these last few days, and they were talking about the exact same things, with the exact same terminology that she used, you know? That's one of those things where you get these signs, Right? We call it a sign, but it's really a message. Because signs sounds so... It's been overplayed by religion, <laughs> unfortunately. So you get some negative connotations. You get some other things that you're thinking about when I say signs. But you get some... Even messages sounds, you know, weird. But I'm going to find some more terminology for all this stuff later. But anyways, you get my point, right? You get these coincidences that just don't seem coincidental. <laughs> are they too coincidental like all these things when they align when they come together when they uh, share these ideas when they share these um, coincidences like <laughs> just stack them up on each other it doesn't seem like a coincidence anymore I'm not going to say it's some higher purpose because what I'm, what I'm learning through this journey is that it's not a matter of some higher power telling you what to do or or like setting out a life for you it's a matter of being connected with a larger uh, i guess you could say consciousness with a larger feeling a larger reality almost again that sounds crazy if you're not you know in the process yourself 
but it's very much like virtual reality. I'm not getting into the simulation point, not yet, but I'm talking about how if you ever played simu uh, virtual reality, all right, it's extremely hard to explain the appeal of virtual reality if you haven't tried it yourself, if you haven't actually tried a, a good um, virtual, virtual reality headset. You know, it's like playing a game almost to a lesser extent. This is like playing a game and you're talking to non-gamers. You're talking to people who've never played a game before in their life. And you're trying to explain to them why you enjoy playing something like God of War, playing something like even, uh, I want to say FIFA, M NBA. You know, it, you know, I don't like those games, but you still get a little bit of the point I'm talking about here. Is that when you're explaining something, when you're so not even into something, but when you're ex trying to explain an experience to somebody who has never had anything close to that experience, it's extremely difficult to sound sane. <laughs> even when you're playing a video game, you're saying, no, this, is, this, is, this game is really fun because, you know, blah, blah, blah. It doesn't matter. There's a lot of controls or there's a lot of things going on in the screen or, you know, blah, blah, blah. They just seem like they, they, they're looking at you like you're crazy, like you're wasting your time, right? <laughs> Even though studies show that playing video games, you know, increases so much in your brain, increases, you know, everything from your your reaction speed to your, you know, problem problem solving skills to this, that, and the other, right? It doesn't matter. It's the optics, the pers the perspective that people have, and the same thing is happening here with this idea of awakening, this idea of experiencing something that's beyond the normal, everyday quote-unquote experience of life it sounds absolutely crazy it sounds like i'm just talking out my my neck here unless you've began the experience yourself and some other interesting things they pointed out in the almost exact same terminology that uh, my soon-to-be wife pointed out to me it's this idea of selflessness this idea of once you are in the process of awakening, you know, it's a process of connecting to a greater consciousness. I said that before, and I need to say it again, because, and uh, you'll find this too if you start looking this up, if you start going into the process yourself. When you meditate, when you get into this um, other state, you start to realize that the ego, the self, right, this idea of the independent self is an illusion that sounds scary right it sounds oh terrifying what not me like i'm in my own brain i see i hear blah 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 right i think therefore i am i'm not saying you don't exist i'm not saying that you don't i'm not even going to get into the free will thing not yet all i'm saying is that when you begin this process you will realize and i'm realizing that you know this idea of of this ego this idea of a a self-contained self you know where you it's just you in this body and that's it everybody else is outside of you right that idea is an illusion and there is scientific basis in that the fact that you know um every single day our our cells are renewing themselves like over a span of years Every, almost every cell in your body is uh, being replaced, being renewed, being, you know, um, reborn in a way. 
uh, maybe not every cell, but most cells, probably like 90%, above 90%. Um, the, the fact that you're, I'm not sure if you hear that alarm, so apologies. The fact that your senses, you know, what you see and hear and feel and touch and all that stuff, that is most definitely an illusion. Like, if you look into neurobiology, and it's interesting because I've, I've read books on neurochemistry on uh, this, this really great book called The Tale of Dueling Neurosurgeons. My friend sent me a couple years back. Um, not sure why, <laughs> but I read that book and it was an extremely interesting book. And it talked about how the brain works. And the brain, <laughs> when you look into how the brain works, you, 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 you're going to be a little bit scared about how, you know, how you see what you see right now. And I'm going to, I'm going to introduce a little bit that, of that to you because it's, it's, it's a necessity, you know, because a lot of us, a lot of you, you know, hearing this, watching this right now, listening to this might feel alone. You feel that it's just you and this body and this life struggling against whatever you're struggling, going through your daily life. You might not feel like you have a purpose. You might feel like you are lost. You might feel like, you know, there's nobody that really cares for you. Um, or simply that you don't really connect with other people enough. Many of us feel like that. And so I'm saying this because it will help you to realize that you're not alone. You're never alone. Because the self is not a self. To get back to this idea of the brain and uh, this tale of during neurosurgeons and many other books about the brain, it shows you how, it tells you the research through all this stuff that everything that you see is not real. <laughs> well, it's real because we experience it, right? But when you see what you see, right, that's not exactly what's out there. It's, it, again, it's one of those things extremely hard to explain. Well, let me give you some, some insights to that, a way to look at it. In your brain, there are a number of neural pathways, right? Neurons and, and um, prions or whatever. <laughs> I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but the little pathways in your brain, dendrites or whatever. And how it works is, is, is oh, here's a, here's a good example, right? Even better example. When you look at your phone, you see pictures, right? You see images, you see letters, you see this, that, and the other. But we all know, at least should know, <laughs> if you know how technology works, that what you see on your phone is not actually what's there, right? It's real for you because it's, it's the emergent property of everything of how your phone is made. But the, when you zoom in on your screen, for instance, it's a bunch of pixels, all right? And those pixels are made of three lights, just three lights, at least in, uh, I think, in LED phones. It's a little bit different than other ones, but the, mo the more simple one is three lights. I think it's red, green, and blue, or magenta, I don't know, three different colors, whatever. The primary colors. And those lights get shut on and off really fast <laughs> they get shut on and off really fast and that's how you see the images on your phone on your tv on almost any electronic device today what you see on your phone on your tv is not an actual image right 
what you're looking at is not there. Like if you if you can theoretically put your hand in your screen, you're not going to pick up the number. <laughs> you're not going to pick up the the image or anything like that, right? Because it's 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 in a in a way it's fake. In a way it's an illusion. That's similar to how our brain works. When we look out into the world, we see a tree, we see a squirrel, we see other people. We have no idea what actual reality looks like. Right? What's actually going on in your brain is that you have lines. You have, I think, 360 degrees of lines. Like dent, like dendrites or, or uh, neural pathways that say, hey, this is this, this is one degree, this is two degree, this is three degree, right? It shows, it's like the line in a circle. It goes all the way around. And when those images, when those, when, the, when movement happens, basically, in this reality... Our brain stitches these movements together and forms an image out of it. It sounds absolutely crazy. Like this, it doesn't, it's probably like, what? There's no way. This, it just this doesn't make sense. But this, it does. <laughs> Look it up. <laughs> Look up how your brain works. Well, you're probably going to struggle to find it. Look up the book, A Tale of Doing Neurosurgeons. Read through the book. It's actually really well written. It's not like super complicated or anything like that. Don't get me wrong. There's going to be some complicated words in there and stuff like that. But it's an actually a pretty accessible book. Read that book. At least look up some summaries of that book to get an idea of what I'm talking about here. But anyways, so the point is your brain stitches these different lines together. And your your brain doesn't see, you know, things that are standing still. It doesn't see... It doesn't really stitch things together unless they're moving because we've we evolved in this in a as an animal right where we're always on the move we're looking for something you know and we had to uh do threat analysis if things are coming at us if things are going away from us blah 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 we had to see if this is prey if this is predator if this is that or the, or the other and so our brain has evolved to only really register movement and so what we see is actually um a result of both our brain and our eyes, our eyes are vibrating at a really, really fast rate. I forgot the term for it. It is a kind of a big word or like a word that you wouldn't really hear often. But if you look it up, you'll see what I mean. Um, are your eyes vibrating? Let me look it up right now, actually. Google while I'm podcasting. <laughs> while I look it up, I'm going to be talking. Um, and they tested this on like different animals and stuff. Like that's the bad news, but <laughs> they did test this on cats. Where they, you know, had this thing where they kind of... They, they had several things where they raised these cats um, in an environment where they only saw one kind of direction, right? Where they either saw mostly vertical or mostly horizontal. So they lived in the bars. though They're like stripes on the walls. They painted the walls so there's stripes and all that stuff. And they only ever saw vertical, vertical lines. And the other cats, they only ever saw ver- horizontal lines. And turns out, like, they started this from birth. Turns out when they were, you know, um, and they let them get older, they switched them. And the cats were not able to see <laughs> what was in front of them. So basically, the ones who were born and raised in a place where there's only vertical lines could not see horizontal lines. And vice versa for the horizontal ones. And this actually is a phenomenon seen in humans. 
like people who are born in the city versus people who are born in like uh, um, um, places like the Amazon. Like they tested this out with uh, people with natives of the Amazon. Um, but really anybody, like if you're born more in a rural area, like a forested area versus somebody born in the city, then the person born in the city would have a bias towards straight lines. They would have a bias towards, you know, those vertical, horizontal, those, you know, right angles and stuff like that. They have a bias towards those. And they wouldn't, it's not going to say they wouldn't be able to see, but because we can, we have all sorts of shapes and sizes in our reality and um, the places that we crafted for ourselves. But they had a strong, strong bias for these straight lines versus somebody in the forest, you know, when they come to the city, it seems, it seems very glaring. Because they had all these straight lines and not maybe, you know, natural curves and fractals and all this stuff that you see in, the, in nature. You know, this is how the brain works. It, it has crafted our reality based on an evolutionary tract of what was important for us to see, what was important for us to, to per- perceive. And so when you're living your life, don't think, don't. Settle on this idea of what you think reality is. Because it's so much more. And we are just now in the beginning stages of really understanding that. On a scientific level. You know, every day if you follow scientific articles, you'll find things that amaze you. That are like, oh wow, we discovered a new thing. We discovered this amazing new thing about the universe that we never thought before. (laughs) And... It just helps you question more. That's the whole point of this, you know, is to question, to be curious. Um, my soon-to-be wife, she was helping somebody in our community, our Discord community, to awaken. You know, and she's very logical. She's a very the person who who she was helping awaken. She's a very uh, scientific kind of uh, person. You know, like me, she's in uh, she, probably even more so in some ways. Like she's in school for. Um, a doctorates or at least a master's or something like that but you know she was kind of freaked out because she was getting some of these messages and and getting some of these ideas from the universe from the world whatever you want to call it these things that she couldn't really explain in quote-unquote logical manner and I, I told her you know I understand that because for me I'm not a super spiritual person like you know, <laughs> my partner is, um, even though I'm getting to that balance. I like to question things. I like to see, I like to ask why. Why does this work? How does this work? You know, what is the evidence? What is the data? What is the the underlying principle going on here, right? And um, I just told her, you know, just be curious. It's okay to to be skeptical about what's going on. It's okay to be weirded out you know feel like this is strange stuff this is weird crazy stuff because it seems like it sure it sure does seem like it and anything that is different from your everyday experience sure does seem crazy but here's the thing it's not at least not if you keep questioning things like don't just accept something weird just because it's weird <laughs> again that's the problem with faith-based mentality but it's okay to question things, even your own reality. Because what we see every day is not 
100% the truth. It's not what's out there per se. It's not the end all be all. Um, so much out there, y'all. You got to keep questioning. Keep doing things that scare you a little bit. That allow you to see more of the world as it is, as it can be. Another example of what some crazy things out there. For those that don't know, that's not too much into science. You know, um, there's this theory of uh, how the universe works. Of, of You may have heard dark matter, right? Dark energy. And it's funny, <laughs> they call it dark matter simply because they have no idea what it is. <laughs> they just know it's not regular matter. That's what's, inter- that's what's so fun about science, is that if you're doing true science, you're not, you're not worried about getting things right, right? Because you can always, we as humans always go through confirmation bias where we have this idea of how something works and we find, we find quote unquote evidence to support that. <laughs> but that's not science. Science is a process of experimenting to try and prove things wrong. To say, hey, I came up with this hypothesis about how the universe works or about how the world works. And if it's right, you know, this and this and this will happen. And I'm going to do this experiment to see if I'm wrong. Once you do that experiment, if you're wrong, then that means you need to, you know, come up with a new hypothesis. You need to see why you're wrong and where you went wrong. But if you're right, then you realize, hey, I might be on to something. You still don't say I'm right. You say I might be on to something. I wasn't wrong. <laughs> and then you do another set of experiments, do another hypothesis, do another thing, and to see if that's right or wrong. Right? That's what people don't get about science. They think it's about justifying things, they think it's about proving you're right. But that's a dangerous role to go along, just try to prove you're right, because we can always prove that we're right. We can always find, you know, evidence and assumptions, make assumptions. We can always do stupid stuff to prove that we're right but the more difficult thing is to try to prove that you're not wrong (laughs) try to prove that you're wrong and when you don't when you can't prove that you're wrong you say hey this this might be this might be the move right now but unfortunately a lot of science has been corrupted by this dogma of what is right and, you know, true scientists like Richard Feynman, Albert Einstein, even Neil deGrasse Tyson and stuff like that, they realize that there is something wrong with the scientific community right now. And that, you know, you have this idea of what is reality, what is not, and then you, you no longer support. Like, there's a huge problem with people not really supporting uh, more research into things that seem to um, question, you know, the basic fundamentals of of what we thought was right. But people like uh, Wolfram, Wolfram uh, from, make this app called Wolfram Alpha. Um, but Wolfram, you know, people like him, he, they're still going. They're still questioning reality. <laughs> and that's a good thing. But anyways, I went off topic. What I wanted to point out here is that in the scientific community, you know, we realize that the universe is only made of 5% of regular matter. Like the matter that we see every day. Like everything we see in here and experience in life, every single thing that we've ever observed makes up only 5% of the entire 
observable universe. Five percent. This is things that we can say for fact. Like we, we research this over and over again. All these scientists, you know, trying to figure out <laughs> how the universe works. And they all conclude that every single thing that we experience today makes up only five percent of the observable universe. That seems absolutely crazy, right? Because it is. <laughs> and the thing, the point is that it's only crazy because we do not have enough data. The, I, I said this in, a, I think, yesterday's podcast or a couple of episodes ago. When um, I think it was Copernicus or um, a couple other people said, you know, the world is, is not the center of the universe. The world evolves around the sun. When they said that, people thought they were absolutely crazy. And they were because the everyday experience, the learned consciousness, that's the word uh, my wife likes to use. I like that. I like that terminology. The learned consciousness, the, the, the form of our consciousness that we have learned from our family, from our society, from our perspective and, and reality in life. That learned consciousness has can only be rational about the things it has learned, right? About the things it has perceived in an obvious way. It has obviously perceived. But the universe is so large and so mysterious and so amazing, so awesome, that there are, there is more out there, there's more truth and more data out there that we simply do not have and we do not understand yet. And so, of course it sounds crazy to, to say, hey, the world is not flat. <laughs> the world, you know, is not the center of the universe. We actually revolve around the sun. And beyond the sky is not heaven. It's actually a field of stars. And, you know, we actually, our star is actually one tiny little star. And a huge, huge cosmos. A, it's a speck of dust in the the grander cosmos of of reality of the universe and that universe it might just be one universe in the grand scheme of multiple universes in the, in the multiverse you know it's it's absolutely crazy to say all that because we cannot see it because our simple five senses that we think we are constrained to because our this container that we think our ego is, is rooted in. It's so limited. And we need to realize that we are not this container. That our consciousness is something bigger, something larger, something, it goes beyond just the, the typical things that we see every day. And this journey I'm on is helping me to see that, you know. And I hope to explain this in a scientific manner so that I can help humanity go forward into into the next, I don't know, the next era of knowledge, the next era of enlightenment, if you will. (laughs) Um, But it is a journey. It is a journey that will never end. And that's the fun part. That's the good part, you know, because a lot of times, again, when you have this self-contained idea of, the ego, you have this idea of reaching a, 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 zen, 
a, a Zenimax, a, a, that's not the word, a zenith, right? Reaching a maximum point of enlightenment or of knowledge or of faith or of anything, right? But as you learn more and more about the universe, you realize that there is always more to learn. You will never get to the end. Right? Because there is no end. There's always more to learn, always more space to grow, always more to be enlightened about. And that's what makes life so interesting. That's what makes life so worth living. That's what makes us so privileged as sentient beings because we have this ability to observe what is going on and to learn more and more and more about what is going on <laughs> and to build towards it. To help other people get to this to this spot. You know, humanity's the only reason why we're here today is because we have built upon our knowledge. We have, you know, pushed the boundaries of what we think is possible, of what we think is 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 capable, you know, of what is here, what is everything that we see, what is reality, and we've built upon it. We've written books, we've we've created inventions, we've done all these things to help you know, the next generation continue that work and keep learning, keep growing. And perhaps we, some of us have lost that, you know, because we've re retreated into ourselves. We live in these little boxes, we drive these little boxes, we work in these little boxes, and we think that our mind is a little box, all in its own, just floating in the, this grand ocean. <laughs> That is reality. But there's something deeper. You know, there's an inherent connection between all of us. Sounds crazy, sounds woo-woo. But when you get into it, when you look at the science, when you look at the spirituality, when you look at the, the self, you'll see those connections. And I'm hoping to learn more. As I learn more, I'm going to share more. You know, that's what this podcast is all about. <laughs> this is my journey of becoming a trillionaire, becoming whatever the hell I want to become. <laughs> and your journey, you know, is going to be something different. But share it, you know. Um, if it's just me, you know, if you want to share it with me, then message me. I'd be happy to hear it. Anytime that you're listening to this, whether you're listening to this night, right now in 2020 or next year or next decade or even next century, <laughs> feel free to share it. You know, I hear you through, through time and space, space and time. Some miraculous, crazy thing that we don't understand yet. You know, I probably hear you. <laughs> Again, that sounds absolutely crazy. It sounds crazy to me, to be honest with you, but I said it anyways and I'm going to say it again. Because the world is far, far, far bigger and more interesting than we can ever imagine. You hear all the smart people say it. You know, truth, truth is stranger than fiction. The universe is far more mysterious than any science fiction or science fantasy that we can create. Because everything we know, everything we see, everything we experience only comes from what we perceive 
But the universe is everything. The universe is everything that can possibly be. The multiverse is just incredible. And so when we get these messages, these weird signs, signals, uh, whatever you want to call it, you know, accept it. Don't just accept it, though. Don't just be like, oh, yeah, that's God. No. <laughs> when I say accept it, I mean embrace it, question it, engage with it. That's the word I should have said, engage with it, you know. When you engage with these curiosities, these things that you feel and experience in life, then, oof, then life gets even more interesting in a good way. <laughs> then all the suffering that you go through, all the, the seemingly meaningless pain and suffering, once again, that, that's a great word there. It, it will make more sense Not in a term of Oh this is supposed to happen No I'm not going to say that It's more about The fact that Even through suffering there is learnings There is lessons Even through pain Because pain is a signal It's a message in and of itself Of you reaching some, some maximum Reaching some Some threshold that you thought was your maximum that you thought would be the end of you. This suffering, this death, this pain that we feel. It's just us crossing that threshold or reaching the threshold. And what you do afterwards determines what you're going to be afterwards. Are you going to cross that threshold and go to the next horizon, keep chasing that horizon, or are you going to go back with your tail tucked between your legs? Are you going to go back and live a life of fear, live a life of trepidation and anxiety? Are you going to go back and just relive that suffering over and over again until you until you can cross it that's the question for you but for me you know for many of us as we lived in this life really a matter of just engaging with uh, curiosities with what we experience in life and, and to keep questioning things keep being curious keep being open and uh, keep moving forward we're learning something really really amazing right now and um, I'm so happy to be in this journey so happy to share it with you <laughs> so once again thanks for listening thanks for everything um, if you have any questions, concerns, if you have anything you want to share with me, feel free to do so. You know, whatever you do, whatever you're doing, <laughs> whatever you think, whatever you're thinking, you can contact me at Elijah Claude, E-L-I-J-A-H-C-L-A-U-D-E, on Gmail, Twitter, 
YouTube, Instagram, at Erudite Elijah. And uh, thanks. Have a great day. Bye-bye.